everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such a cool guest on the show. He is a pro snowboarder who won the silver medal in the big air in the 2018 Winter Olympics. And in 2019, he created a documentary called Permission. And he's also been sponsored by awesome brands like Rockstar, Bose, and Signal Snowboard. Please help me in giving a warm welcome to Kyle Mack. Yay. <laughs> thanks so much for coming on, Kyle. Well, thanks for having me. This is sweet. I'm super excited. It's like virtual quarantine, you know, just. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been getting uh, really good with the Zoom calls and everything. I did it for Mother's Day. I've done it for all my meetings with all my sponsors and stuff. So, you know, this is kind of works pretty well. Yeah, so I would love to know, Kyle, because you are so young. You're 22, right? Yep. That's incredible. And you've accomplished so many things that most people in their whole lifetime wouldn't even, like, dream of accomplishing. I would love to know, just, like, take me on a journey. Like, when you were younger, how did you know snowboarding was your passion? Uh, snowboarding was my passion I mean, since I was like three is when it pretty much started with me. And it all started with my dad. So he loved to go skiing up at Boyne every weekend. And it turned into a really big family thing. So from there, it started off just being like every weekend. Yeah. Was something to do. We used to have like a lot of fun. And then I started competing at a young age. And then I started winning all like the local tours and contests around my hometown. And so that's kind of when it was like kind of kicking in. I was starting to really like it because, of course, like I was winning. So I was doing good. And I like yeah. that a lot. So I started like traveling to some of the bigger contests, kind of started, you know, it took me a little bit to get into it, but like started doing good in those then. And then when I was like 13 years old, I got invited to the Dew Tour. And that was back when the Dew Tour used to have like multiple spot stops. And that was the first one at Killington. Yeah. So I was 13 and made finals there. And so I was like, whoa, like, this is pretty sick. Like, I think I kind of want to keep doing this. So that's kind of where it all started. And I mean, that's like around the age is like when I was like, all right, like I'm going to fully commit to this stuff. And that's a pretty young age to kind of like be like, all right, I'm like fully going to commit to just this sport. Yeah. At 13. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. And then I was kind of like, that was like for sure the tipping point. And then I mean, my dad had my back the whole way and so did my mom mm -hmm. and all my schools growing up too were all like supportive. Like all my teachers let me miss school and helped me with all my homework when I was younger. That's so like awesome. there's a lot of people that like definitely helped me and like, had a lot of like influence and like I guess definitely kind of said that yeah you kind of got this going like you can do this and with all that help that was kind of like that all transitioned into me kind of pursuing my passion. Yeah that's so cool too like your whole town community was like Kyle <laughs> like we're supporting you. That's awesome. Um, I like when you like if someone you know wants to become pro like did you have to leave high school early or were you ever homeschooled or like, cause I feel like that schedule would be like insane. Like, did you, what happened? Um, yeah, I ended up getting kicked out of the school. Uh, <laughs> they were really cool to me. They were awesome. But because I missed so much school, they ended up having to kick me out because it was just like, didn't really work with their program and everything. Um, but I did end up graduating high school. And I mean, ever since, I guess like, like first grade, second grade, I was like missing like, 50 days of school, 60 days of school. Wow. So I was like missing the majority of the school days. And um, it was, I mean, it was a lot, but I did go to a normal school because I was like one thing my parents really wanted me to do was like, you know, some have what some of like a normal life and stuff, even though like 
Yeah. I mean, winter, I was never home. Uh, growing up, going to high school, I never went to any like the high school dances. Uh, I skipped all that stuff. I kind of went to some of the games and stuff with friends, but I mean, like a lot of that social stuff, I didn't really get to do. Yeah. I own social stuff and snowboarding, which I'm grateful for. Like, I don't want to like change that or go back and like, I don't have any regrets on that. So that was like the one big thing that I definitely had to give up. But my parents were like really good with trying to like keep me and all that stuff still. So like, I didn't get to miss out on all that. And these, at least like still had the chance. So I won't like look back when I'm older, like, oh, such a regret. Hell yeah. (laughs) No, I mean, that's such like a unique life. And I mean, I can say from my experience, like I did all that. Like I went to high school, did the prom, everything. Like it's awesome, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's way overrated. (laughs) No, but it's crazy too. Cause like, I'm so young and I've traveled so much that like all my friends and everything are getting to like the travel age with like, oh, let's go travel. Let's go do stuff. And then when we start traveling, like I've already like traveled so much. So sometimes I just like to sit around the room and just hang out like locally. And they're like, yeah, we gotta go here. We gotta go here. So they're always like, I'm always like the lazy one when it comes to Yeah. The difference is like, now that I'm kind of like, I guess like way beyond my years in some things that like when all my friends that are like getting to do other stuff now it's a lot different yeah gotta change my perspective on it yeah that's so I would love to know where like the whole entire world where is your favorite place that you've been my favorite place is probably New Zealand that's so cool yeah it's just a beautiful place I've had like a lot of cool experiences there and I don't know I've like I love it there yeah well it's really it's the opposite of australia there's like no dangerous animals there's no dangerous spiders <laughs> you'll die but it's like the most beautiful mountains and there's like tons of lakes everywhere and the people are really cool there so like i enjoy that place a lot that's so that's so cool i've never been there but it's on the bucket list um okay so since you travel so much like do you are you traveling like 365 days a year and you're just going to places like australia or new zealand where it's like the opposite of like here in the u.s or is it just like winter time in the u.s you're traveling uh no i travel all summer long spring and like fall so like in fall i'll go out to like switzerland and go train in switzerland but this summer if australia and new zealand open back up like i'll head down there and go snowboard there but like they're trying to open up mount hood in oregon so so there's a good chance that I'll be probably going up there to start snowboarding when I can. So yeah. Like that happens, I'll go out there. Yeah. Uh, but like when the season, when the season's on, it's on. It's like, unless you're hurt, you're trying to snowboard. Like you can pretty much snowboard somewhere all year round. So, you know, our summer, we go to the Southern Hemisphere, whether that be like some people go to like Argentina and stuff. I would probably go to New Zealand. But it just kind of depends. And then especially through our winter, because like Europe has a really good winter too. Like, we usually go to, like, Europe in the springtime because it's kind of, like, a good finish. Yeah. And then we also, like, chase contests all season long. So, wherever the contests are, we are. And that usually starts in China and then comes back. That's crazy. Have you ever snow snowboarded, snowboard in Lake Tahoe? <laughs> yeah, I have. All my friends are actually out there right now. I want to go out there at the end of the month. That's kind of, like, my goal with this. Dude, uh, I have a cabin there. I go there all the time, West Shore, Homewood. <laughs> Yeah, my friend uh, Red Gerard just bought a house in Tahoe. So cool. So he just moved there. And then, yeah, I got a bunch of friends that go there all the time. Um, I was actually supposed to go to a festival that was going to happen in Tahoe. Snow Globe? No. Oh. Uh, it was a different one. It was kind of like Snow Globe, but it was, it was like during the end of the season. 
Is it like the like yoga like wanderlust? Maybe it's one. kind of like a house in tech thing. But I was supposed to go there. It was gonna be sick, but yeah. <laughs> I know quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So okay, I want to know like because this fascinates me because I I've snowboarded a few times. Like it went horribly. Like I I grew up skiing and I'm like oh my gosh I got this and then like snowboarding I'm like wait this is so awkward I'm on one side of my body and I'm like help oh, I'm falling okay um what out of all the competitions like x games do tour like the Burton US Open like all of it like do you have a favorite or like a favorite just like you love the vibe or you love the people and like do you this group of like all these awesome snowboarders is it like a reunion every time you guys are like um in contests you go like oh dude like <laughs> I got to see you again yeah, that's how the U.S. Open is. That's like, uh, you pretty much said the best things about the U.S. Open because it is a vibe. It's um, when everyone gets together and everyone comes back together because it's like the longest lasting contest. And then the parties and like the people and like just the snowboarding in general at that contest is always the best. Mm -hmm. So like that's always like for sure one of the like ones I always look forward to the most because it's like, I mean, it's always at the end of the year too. So everyone's just like, going their hardest because like right after that everyone, uh, like wants to go film so they like put everything down on the line for that contest so like the snowboarding itself is like the best it can be so you always get like the best results and then everyone's like there together so it's like yeah like, can you not have the best time with all your friends that's so awesome I and then like when you got to the Olympics because I feel like as an athlete the Olympics happen every four years so it must be like nerve-wracking or something of like age matters and if I don't like hit that window then it's like like how are you feeling leading up to the Olympics uh well the one in Pyeongchang I was kind of nervous because I qualified in the last two contests uh through the U.S. to like make it and so like leading up to it I was pretty nervous but once I got there mm -hmm. I like, didn't have any nerves I wasn't nervous competing at all and that was like the one time I've ever felt like that because it was like making it to that was the hardest part and then once I was there I was there so like that was like where it all kind of got easy for me which is kind of crazy but that's just how my Olympics went like I wasn't nervous dropping in at all I wasn't like like scared I wasn't like jittery like I was just like so calm and confident that I was like I was like just stoked that that's I crazy do you have like okay like, I imagine, like, I watch the Olympics all the time, and, like, I saw, like, the Pyeongchang, like, that's insane. It's so high up. You guys have to take, like, a little elevator. <laughs> it's, like, I would, like, die. Like, are you blasting, like, Rick Ross, ASAP Rocky, like, something super intense, like, trap music? <laughs> uh, I wish. That would be, like, the music I'd listen to, but uh, I don't listen to music when I snowboard, and that all comes back from one of my old coaches, Billionos. Yeah. He taught me that you know, you can't lose one of your senses while you snowboard. Like, if you lose your sense of hearing, like, throws everything off. Yeah. So, I've just always kind of listened to that and, like, pay attention to that. So, that's always something I've always used myself. So, that's just how. And, and then even when I free ride, I don't listen to music, which is kind of crazy. But I love music. Like, it's such a big thing in my life. Yeah. Like, just snowboard, I can't do it. That's so interesting. I mean, do other snowboarders, like, I guess, I know everyone has their own, like, routine, like, they get in the zone their own way. Are you allowed to listen to music, like, at the Olympics? Yep. Yeah, you can listen to music, you can kind of do whatever you want. Like, the big thing with the Olympics is, like, no branding, um, and then for us, we got, like, a lot of talks about, like, 
you know, if people ask us questions like China to talk about politics or religion and all those good things, you know, because, yeah. you know, that image of the whole entire Olympics and that's like what they want to talk to you about the whole time. Yeah. So that's like the stuff we were told. But yeah. That, I think it was like, you can do whatever you really want. Interesting. Um, I would also love to know, Kyle, for you, did you ever have growing up where you had like an idol, like a snowboarder that you looked up to and like maybe when you were younger, you like got an autograph from them. And then now like you're in this position where obviously like you have a huge fan base. You have so many like kids who look up to you. Have you ever had a moment where it's like, holy crap, like I've made it or like an epiphany kind of like, whoa, this is like really surreal. Uh, yeah, it was when I got to compete against Chaz Gudemann. Like, he's always been, like, one of my big idols in snowboarding. And then when I got to actually, like, compete against him and yeah. do all that stuff, that was kind of, like, when it all kind of clicked for me. It was like, wow, like, I kind of made it. I kind of did it. And then, like, a couple years ago when I got my signal snowboard, I was, like, kind of, like, I guess that's, like, the official line when you go professional. Like, yeah. in the sports, sports industries is, like, when you get your own board. Is that, like, threshold of when you, like, amateur to professional? Yeah. So, if, like kind of how people think about that that was for me that was a cool kind of like step two was to get my own board because that meant that like I was a professional which is pretty sick that's crazy okay I also want to know this I've always wanted to know this so like when you guys are doing those crazy like flips jumps and you're like literally spinning upside down are your eyes open or closed uh my eyes are, <laughs> my eyes are open most of the time but most of the time it's like it's a weird concept because it's all about air awareness. So most of the time, like right when you leave, I know where I am all the time. Even if my yeah. eyes are closed, I just never pay attention to that. Yeah. Because people ask that question all the time, but it happens so fast that I like try to think back about it. I was like, oh, my eyes could have been closed. And then right when I was supposed to look, I opened up and looked. Yeah. But I want to say most of the times my eyes are open and then like spotting your landing is a big thing. So like when you get to like a certain point is when your eyes like look at the ground and you know when you have to like put your feet down yeah that's interesting so you're not like just staring and like the whole room is spinning and you're like oh wow this is a lot it's just like you know your body like you take off you have like a few seconds to do like your spins or whatever and then you like are focused on like the snow yeah because then you'll try to like put your head like parallel to the ground and like, even if you're doing like a 360 out of it, you can kind of look and see where you're at the whole time. Yeah. And that's kind of like, I guess the easiest way to explain it. You kind of have to like, yeah. It's kind of like a cat landing on his feet. Like once the cat or cat realizes the way, it just kind of flicks. Yeah. Most of the time you're like, you're upside down and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> you like somehow land on your feet. You're like, ooh, that works. Yeah, I, I would like cry. I tried to do like a baby jump one time snowboarding. I literally like, got to like the end of like the jump and I'm like fuck no <laughs> just like took a tumble um do you like if you could share do you, like what are your go-to things to like get in the zone like let's say example you are on a really long flight and the moment you get off the plane like you're going to Europe it's like competition mode you only have a few minutes like you're going to the place do you have something that just like pumps you up whether it's like a visualize like visualization like meditation or like a breathing thing or just like thinking about something uh that's a good question i don't know i kind of just could get pumped up when i started snowboarding like yeah there's another day out and the course looks good like right there like two good things are at some pump so then i'm going into the course and we'll like if it's a good course and i'm riding good of course i'm gonna be pumped and then 
just kind of keep that energy. And then once I know what the course is, I do a lot of like visualization at night and like we'll do the run over and over in my head a ton. Um, but I don't, I've always tried to get better at routines and stuff. I guess I just have like one routine just dropping in. Yeah. But I don't have like a morning routine or anything to get me going. Um, which is kind of like something I've heard from a lot of different like people is that it's a good thing to have is like a morning routine or like a. You don't routine. have a morning routine? <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm kind of wake mm-hmm. up and see how I want to see what I want. You don't like do like juice, like green juice or like meditating or like nope. that's crazy nope i know i don't really have a i mean coffee in the morning every day but i mean that's the only it's the only thing that's the same yeah that's so interesting okay because my next question i was going to ask is do you have any self-care routines like while you're traveling because obviously you travel a ton do you have any things that just like help you or if you ever feel like anxious or you're in a new country or you like you just feel like off and you're about to like perform and you're like eh. um i don't really know like my favorite thing that i have to be like i usually travel with nowadays is uh mm-hmm. company i ride for and work for uh, nanocraft cbd they have this like melatonin sleeping um cbd pill yeah so, like, my like trips and stuff so if i'm like traveling overseas and the time change is really fucking with me and it's like late at night and i'm like I need to wake up in the morning like I'll take a melatonin to make sure I sleep or like vice versa like they have like an energy one so I'll take that to stay up yeah things that really help me and like that's kind of like the one thing I always try to shoot for is trying to get on the time zone as fast as I can because not only does that mess up like my sleep but also like my eating and everything so like once my body can get adjusted to that next time zone the fastest is when I can perform and do the best I guess yeah that you should that'd be so cool if you made like a cbd line of like oils and lotions and creams for like injuries but also that's that'd be really cool <laughs> yeah that'd be sweet i work with nanocraft a little bit they have some of their sweet rubs they got this uh like athlete patch so it's kind of like the icy hot patch but yeah just yeah, yeah. So and stuff which are really cool and then and they have all their like tinctures and rubs and stuff that are really like useful and they smell really good so that's awesome. Um, okay, so now it's time for the rapid fire questions. So this is just like super goofy, off the top of your head, whatever comes up. So what is your favorite type of junk food? Ooh, the hot fries. Chester's hot fries. Ooh, those are awesome. I thought you were going to say hot Cheetos. I was like, yeah. <laughs> those are cracked too. I won't well, lie, but... Those hot fries are, like, so good. Yeah, I'm obsessed with, like, the Cheetos, like, the huge puffy ones. Like, those to me, like, eating them, it's the most satisfying thing. <laughs> Dude, they're satisfying at first, but it gets over, over like, after a couple, you're like, these are, can't be that good. <laughs> I know, my tongue literally was, like, like chafed off. I'm like, it's still good. <laughs> yeah, um, Tim Tam. What? The Tim Tam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those are, that's like my second favorite junk snack. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, okay, second question. What is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you while snowboarding <laughs> that people know about or they may not know about? That's a hard question. <laughs> I mean, one of my one of my most the most embarrassing stories that like my mom and dad think is like really funny because like, when I was like super young we have this like big 
glass window in front of our like, kitchen that leads yeah. down to a deck. And I was sitting inside on the deck and they're looking at me. And you can see outside pretty well, but you can't really see in. So I didn't know that I was a bunch of people sitting in there. And I had to be like like three or four at the time. And they're all like, oh, look at how cute he is as I sit outside on the deck. And everyone like looks over and they're like, oh, look at that cute kid. And then I just go and like picked my nose and ate it. Like, no way. <laughs> so they were just like, they love to tell that story to all my family, friends and stuff. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's so cool. That's cute. That's funny. <laughs> um, that one. Yeah, it's, it's the best when your parents like, you know, don't forget it. And they love to bring it up all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome um okay third question kyle what is the best piece of advice you've ever received uh the best piece of advice i've ever received uh i don't know it'd probably just be all the times my dad told me to pick my head up growing up well, that's probably gotten to me the most because i was just like pick your head up after like you know not doing too good in the contest or not landing the trick at the end of the day so like making sure you picked your head up and just like kept moving on and kept trying. Yeah. But that was probably like one of the best advice. And cause he was like really consistent with that one throughout my whole life, especially training. So I'd say like, that was probably one of the most like useful things I've ever, ever used in my life. Yeah. That's so awesome. Like your parents are so supportive. Like, do you feel like that's just like played such a huge role in like your career? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My dad and mom, I were like everything because like my dad like when I was younger would be you know traveling me and my mom would stay home with the other kids and take care of them and they both worked they both owned two companies together so they like had to work with that all the time and take care of us yeah so like yeah they worked their ass off yeah I I feel that like for me I remember um I graduated high school 2014 moved down to LA went to community college because I got really bad grades in high school and my parents are like, we're not forcing you to go to college, but like, you should just go explore your options, see if it's going to help you, you know, like get, to, get to where you want to go. And halfway through, I was like, I can't do this. I'm so unhappy. I want to like be on stage. I want to be motivational speaking. I want to like, just be creative. I like, I have so many dreams, but I just know in my heart, like this isn't it. And they were like, hell yeah. Like <laughs> they like pause for 30 seconds. They're like, hell yeah, Megan. And then I was just like, these are the coolest people ever. Nice. That's sick. Yeah. Yeah. My parents sort of supported the whole way and supported my family through everything. Like my little brother's career, my older sister's career, and then my younger sister. So there's four of us. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And does anyone else snowboard in your family? Yep. They all do. But uh, my little brother used to do it like I did professionally and like got really good at it, but uh, just didn't like to be injured mm -hmm. and like to like not even just be injured but like not be able to do the sport when you're injured and like that always bugged him so even like when he got hurt in football he like hated sitting on the sidelines watching his team play when he couldn't help play them yeah play them. and like that like bugged him so much so he just stopped kind of doing that yeah got it okay and last rapid fire question what is something that you've been dreaming about your whole life but you haven't yet accomplished it or like it's like somewhat you're like oh i always want to do this but like i don't know when I've always wanted to go scuba diving. I've never been scuba diving. That's awesome. Yeah, that's one thing on my bucket list. That'd be really fun. I've nice. Never been skydiving. I want to go skydiving again, though. But You've been skydiving before? Yeah, I did New Zealand. <laughs> that was the sickest. Is it really yeah. scary? That was really scary. Yeah, because me and my buddy, Nick, we were both 16 at the time. And you had to be 18 <laughs> to jump. 
and we both like faked our signature and faked our date and they let us jump so we were like if we die we're fucked (laughs) and then like i had this russian dude who jumped with me and you know that song like we're not gonna take it yes he was singing his version of we're not gonna make it like we're not gonna make it the whole way up and just like singing this song to me and i'm like are you kidding me like gonna make it and i was like He's like looking at you like, <laughs> yeah, let me, yeah, let me jump. We made it. That's just sk- like, this is off topic slightly, but like when you're skydiving, like, can you breathe? Cause I feel like I look at videos and people's mouths are literally like, <laughs> this um, big and like. You can breathe at first. You can't cause you're so like, you're like, yeah. you breath in. but once you're like going, you can breathe fine and stuff. Oh, <laughs> it always just looks like horrifying. People are like spinning. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> It was, pretty, it was at first it was like once we fell out we did like the four flips but after that it was like pretty mellow yeah that's crazy um well thank you so much kyle for coming on and being such an awesome guest where can everyone find you on social media uh just kyle mac that's the easiest instagram facebook I'm not really on facebook but instagram i'm on the most but haven't been doing too much during this quarantine so yeah just keeping it real um do you have any fun upcoming projects or collaborations that you want to talk about or you can share um i know like i got a bunch of friends doing a bunch of online music festivals right now so i'm working with my friend right now he's doing one on june 20th and 21st that's awesome so i'm kind of helping out with that a little bit and uh besides that kind of you know i got a snowboard coming out with signal again this year i got a snowboard pan and jacket with 686 and possibly a pair of goggles with blenders that's so cool you get pretty much kitted up head to toe some cow max stuff (laughs) (laughs) you guys you heard it here first rock it this winter you want to look cool on the slopes rock it all well thank you everyone so much for tuning into the reaching new heights podcast and remember always how you do in life is up to you